Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod, presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball. How are you today, Todd? Davis, a little tired, a little tired here today. It's, uh... (laughs) Uh, gotta get the, gotta even get the mic set. That's how tired I am. You know, it's, uh, you know, back from a tournament and, uh, it was a long weekend, but a fun weekend. I have a great group and we were in Arizona at the tournament of champions. Saw some, saw some teams that the team that won is cornerstone Catholic from Texas. Okay. I think it's Mike Carter. You know, the guy from Alamo. No, but he's, I know got it's like a good 20, he's got 24 kids on his team. Oh, my goodness. They, they've come in with this big Texas gang. <laughs> and uh, I think, did they, who did they get in the final? Oh, they got Miracosta in the final. Oh, wow. What a tournament. And so they got in. So I think Marymount and Modern Day were in the semis. That's a that's a strong tournament. Yeah, we played Marymount. We, we, we gave them a let no well. I'm, we we gave him a lesson in humility <laughs> <laughs> on our end, right? <laughs> on our end, of course. Well, that's awesome. Well, so that sounds good. So you're coming back the day after, ready to go? Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. We learned a little bit about ourselves. I think kids had a good time. So uh, a little tired. You know how those kind of post turny. Oh, yeah. it's uh, you have uh, a little a little fatigue, but kind of fun. Know a little bit more about our team, and I got get some. Uh, that uh, to-do list gets a little a little bigger. <laughs> I hear I hear you. It's good to play good teams. I, I'm noticing the hat. Now, I haven't seen you wear the hat before. Ah, What's the deal yeah, with Yeah, the feather hat. Yeah, kind of sad story. Uh, for those uh, non-San Diego people, the Featherstone brothers, kind of iconic San Diego, uh, volleyball, San Diego fo- volleyball. Actually, they started in Manhattan Beach, right. came down to San Diego, went to San Diego State, played football. At San Diego State, ran track, and then they were a uh, a doubles team, a fiery group of you know five seven brothers who were just gnarly on the beach. Oh yeah! And uh, this hat is uh, was at John's memorial service about a year and a half ago, and his uh, his brother Fred. John was actually a football coach at El Camino College. Right. His brother Fred was a uh, coach of Grossmont College for many years and ran Seaside Volleyball Club. So was a kind of preeminent boys coach in San Diego, legendary guy. Uh, did you ever, you ran across Fred. Of course, I ran because. across Fred and I ran across John. I don't think John would know who I am, um, but great both great guys and like super intense, but like just oh, yeah. well, good hearted. Oh, yeah. and oh like they just all in, all, all in, in and yeah. everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and John actually was a uh, he was a ref uh, AVP. Okay. Oh, AVP nice. You nice. see him refing it. Yes. AVP, okay. So. That's it. Right on. Well, you're on the skill of the week. Skill of the week. So this what week we have is week? a little coaching skill that uh, I was thinking of, especially for new coaches. Okay. Uh, because I kind of geared this down a little bit for, uh, not for, you know, coaches who've been coaching for 20 years, but coaches who've maybe been, you know, starting out. And I think we hear all the time and stuff like, hey, you got to make, got to play games and make things game-like. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is how to turn a drill into a game. I love it. I love that idea. 
kids don't even like the idea of a drill. <laughs> if they hear it's a drill, they don't even want to do it. Well, I think way. I think there's 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 place and time for drills, but yes. I think that if you're a new coach and you hear this stuff, you hear coaches like you saying, "Ah, oh, we got to you, you, you can't drill and kill." Yeah. And then say, "Well, how do you do it?" So, uh, I, like I think number one, you said like for kids, uh, why do we want to do that? Number one, it's more fun. Yeah. You want to make fun for kids. And it's fun for coaches too. I think it's more fun for coaches. Uh, secondly, uh, the idea of teaching and reinforcing competitiveness. Yes. Hey, if you have some kind of game, there's a winner and a loser and you know, people, I mean, my uh, people, you know, I've had some pushback, uh, in my practices because, kids lose a bunch. We play a bunch of doghouse and mm -hmm. go, is that hurting their confidence? And my idea is, Hey, losing is part of competition and we have to learn how to lose and we learn from it and move on. Yep. And if you've played ball, I tell the kids all the time, Hey, nobody's lost more. You know, I've lost more in volleyball than all of our kids put together. <laughs> and it's part of the it, game. It, and you have to learn how to do it. Yeah. And so can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. So my my road to being a mediocre beach player was through losing, basically, at Huntington. they When I was growing up, they basically had open courts. You would go sign up on the little name list, on the list, baby. Lose first match, wait nine matches, get back on, lose, and that was and it. And see the best guys getting picked up it, over and over yeah, and over and playing, playing over and over and over yeah. because they're the best guys, so they're getting picked up. Running, Then they're running the court, and I'm sitting on the bench. But, but you know what? I actually think that made me – value those opportunities even more so hey, i'm with you yep that's it and then third you know the the obvious one that we always talk about is more contextual learning okay okay yes. so you're learning in some kind of game if the ball is going over the net in a game if you can do that then there you're um you know there's there's the hole you're learning in the hole and not in the part so it's more contextual so i'll give you a couple examples okay so the classic one we have is the, the butterfly drill right so mm -hmm. we see that we see a lot of teams using that to warm up and I'll go into beginning coach practice and they get this and they go, okay, well, I can, I can put a block of 15 to 20 minutes in my practice and butterfly and serve because we need to serve pass. So let's just serve pass butterfly. Well, it's a drill. The kids will do it, but what are some things to make it competitive, turn it into some kind of game? So we, we could do certain things that are, are super simple, such as, okay, we're, we're going to do it until we freeze to target 25 times. I love it. And so it's real simple. So now yeah. it's a little, hey, we're going to play a game. The drill's over when we get to 25. I'm going to yeah. count. And I'm one, 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 two, yep. three, 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 yep. four, 25. Yes. We have success. Right. We're a group. It's a, a group number. So we have this little, we're competing together. Like this that. is co cooperative type mm -hmm. thing that we're doing and yeah. once again you we versus the score your group versus the score in yep. a sense yep. i love it yep so that's it so cool um from there we can do a side versus side so what if we don't go under the net we stay on our side and now we're doing passes to target and it's my group against you're my assistant coach and we're counting out loud and like so it. we're going up the ladder and maybe if you don't freeze, it's minus one. Okay. And so then we get one, two, oh, one. Right. <laughs> and so way. then the other, and so then the kids get fired up and then right. we could get fired up competing right. and I get behind. I go, I don't want to lose to Davis. I can't lose. And I'm that over guy. There. That's not a good pass. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't count that one. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's uh, awesome.
And then of course we can, you know, separate serve pass drills that are scored. And, okay. and we have a couple of them we do. The one I like now is, is long court doubles okay. that we freeze frame that's a point. So if we're playing long court doubles and let's say we have one person up, one person back, I'm serving to you on that half court you have to have your core completely behind the ball. And if you do, you get a point. Okay. If I can serve so you're unbalanced, so you have to be balanced with your core behind it. Oh, and yeah. I'm serving you so you can't do that. And that's worth a point. And then we just play the point out. And that's worth another point. Uh, I like and that And now it gets back into your serving you did last, last week about having uh, variety. Yes. So if I can serve you short and you're unbalanced, even if you make a good pass, if you're unbalanced, I get the point. I like that one a lot. That's a cool one. Do you have a name for that one? Uh, well, we just Long call court. it for freeze, freeze well, frame. Well, we oh. just we, well, we, sometimes we if we freeze frame, we actually catch. Oh, okay. So okay. the freeze frame is actually the first step. Okay. So I serve it, you catch it. Are you court. balanced? So okay, for beginners, it's it's freeze framing is easy. You know, it's right. nicer. The ball's under control. You catch it. I got my core behind it. I was balanced on two feet. Passer got a point, tossed it to the center, and let's play volleyball. I like and then that. we just play two on two. And so we, cool. we get the idea of the game, and we're still working on serving. That's really cool. I like so that. those are the serving passing. Nice. How about attacking? So okay. instead of we take the idea of hitting lines, okay. what can we do with hitting lines? And the one I'll give you is uh, what we call Stevenson half and half. And Stevenson was from the old beach coach John Stevenson so he always did the the beach type so the player has the ball and low toss to the setter the setter I like I like the setter low set so the passer has to pass it and then a high set that we hit okay and so we go uh let's say we're working on chop line and if we're working on chop line we can do it on two sides so we can hit on both sides because we're hitting down the line and we can split our team in half. So one side is shagging, the other side is hitting. So let's say we have a team of 12, okay? And we have a setter on each side. So we might have, let's say we put, we have three set, we have two setters okay. and three players in each line and they okay. just stay in their line. So the max of three players in each line okay. and they go for two minutes. How many can one side get into chop line in two minutes? I love it. And then the others, and then the other group goes in. They shag, and a lot of times we get high scores. Get to go again. I'd love that. Okay, that, awesome. Okay, so real simple. They're still hitting lines, but we have a couple people shagging, but we don't have long lines. Uh, we do things if they get it, they get to repeat. Sometimes we'll uh, reinforce that in some different different ways. I like that. Another one you might like is a one that I use my beginners. What we call attackers versus diggers okay and it's real simple at the beginning level we let's say we're even tossing the hitters to just let's say work on approaches where i have the hitter calling their approach off a coach toss at the very beginning but i'll only have half the team doing that the other half is on defense and they have to catch the attack i love it you just yes. have to catch it yes they have the whole court so one person reading the whole court if you hit it in the court then no points are scored and when the defense scores 15 points so a ball in the net is worth two points for the defense okay and any ball ball hit out is worth one point for the defense a ball that is caught is worth one point when you get to 15 flip-flop oh whichever cool. team uh 
whichever team does it the fastest, if you put the clock on it, the team okay. that does it the fastest gets to go again and hit. Because oh, everybody like wants that. to hit. Yes. Awesome. So that's cool. Attackers versus diggers for young teams like that. And once again, they can catch it in the beginning. They can dig it and catch it. Right. You can put doubles where they have to dig it and catch it in front of the Did 10 foot coming. line. Okay. Okay. What there are a bunch of different ways to do it. Cool. Um, and then of course, let's let's play five on five okay. and let's put our uh, you know, let let's have hey, we're playing five on five. Any ball hit. Any ball chop line from the left is worth two points. I like it. And yeah. so we're just playing five on five. Right. But we're putting a bunch of points in for chopping line. Creating an incentive for them to do a behavior that we know will be helpful in the game. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the game that we both love is you named it. Yes. Uh, blocky ball yes. is the one that so we, we start where uh, when you're tooling the block, we play just a game and the, the, the point doesn't start until the ball hits the block. So yes. once again, instead of isolating this in, you know, oh, we have a person and a block and on a box or something. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're playing. Points don't start until the ball hits the block, and then we start rocking and rolling with some right. coverage, with some uh, rundown deflections, and with hitters celebrating tools. So cool. Okay. And lastly, we'll get into serving because serving can get uh, redundant. I think that's one that, uh, you know, you mentioned the one last week I really like, and that's the golf. Serving golf. Uh, serving golf is the first. Uh, one I like for beginning players is what we call serve three. We would mm -hmm. do it for every water break. Okay. So you go out and serve three, and then let's say we had 10 players, we would count up how many were in. Oh, okay. And cool. so people would just hold up numbers, and so we would go around and we would just count. It'd be two, up oh, three, six, nine. And let's oh. say, you know, we would get, let's say with 10 players, let's say uh, we'd have maybe 22 out of 30. Now, now we need 23 to get water, go and do it again. <laughs> and then so they go nice. out and do it again. And they, they're just serving chase, right. uh, kind of mayhem. But little bits and pieces of serving put into your practice, like kind of it. competitive. Yeah. It's cooperative as a team because they're trying to get the goal. I like that. Uh, and then you see, you start to see, hey, players who are getting three all the time, players mm -hmm. that are struggling to get, you know, the ones and twos. And then sometimes that player who's on the one and two will go come in with three, and then the other player will go down <laughs> and get one, and right. then they go, oh. <laughs> so, uh, and then. Uh, the, uh, we do half and half sometimes okay. if we're serving. We don't want, you know, we're worried about kids getting hit or balls rolling underneath. So right. half and half and just, just in a row serving. Okay. So put the uh, put a piece of elastic up. You got to get it under the elastic. It's got to float. How many can you get in a row in two minutes? Like Go. And then get the other half, half shagging, half doing that. Reverse it. Go again. The half that has the high scores get to go again. I love it. I okay, love it. so you're earning more reps with high scores. And then the last one we do every practice in my high school is we clipper with with uh, uh, what we call a sprint switch. So if you miss a bad miss for us, so a bad miss is a ball that goes way high okay. or a ball that is like in the bottom of the net. But if you hit the tape and it bounces back or you hit low trajectory and it goes just out, that's a good miss. You don't have to sprint switch. Okay. But if you hit a ball that's over the elastic and goes out of bounds, we have to. I have to sprint and switch with you. We're in pairs going back and forth until our group 
our whole team gets five clippers. I like it. We get five clippers, we're done. So people are yelling them out. There's always a little celebration at the end. So there's a little competition. Uh, you know, we're fighting, fighting time to get. And then, you know, you can start adding, you know, up. Oh, time to get six clippers now. We're getting better. Uh, and so those are the serving. I love it. And, you know, one of the things your teams always do well is serve and pass. So I'm stealing every one of those serving things. Um, just little right bits, away. Just it's little bits, Rod. Yeah. Hey, you know, serving is boring. I'll go serve for two minutes. Well, there has to be something. What's on it? Exactly. What's on it? I gotta like put that. something on. I it. like playing for extra reps too. I don't do that often, but it's motivating. They like volleyball. They want to yep. be there. They want more reps. So awesome stuff. So yep. really cool. Well, thanks a lot. We'll, All right. We'll definitely check, check it out. All right. That whole idea of turning some of those drills. Can you, how can you gamify it a little bit? There's a bunch of different ways to do it. You can be creative. Uh, and just, hey, if the kids are smiling and having fun, you did a good and, job. And if you create that engagement, they will be more into it and they'll get better too. Yeah. So fun. So right on. So we're getting, get into a scenario that I hope coaches don't know, but I know that I know all too well. And that is when you're on a losing run. So what do coaches do or what can we do when your team's on a losing I, I This is a perfect one for me because we lost eight straight sets to start the tournament. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> eight straight. Yeah. And, and there's so many things that feel natural to do, right? And I'm going to try to focus on what the ideal thing is and kind of going against our humanistic nature of wanting to just smash a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you that know. was going to be number one. <laughs> or, or boot a ball into the pier or something. You know, That's what we feel like we want to do. But as coaches, we need to master ourselves if we want to be you know, oh, helpful, like to, uh, to helpful to our team. So the first thing you want to do when you start losing, I believe, is – stay the course. So one of the first uh, mistakes I believe is we, when you start losing, you throw everything out. And I, and I think that can be a mistake and you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And if you're, if you feel that you're on track and uh, you're not getting the results, maybe you tweak it a little bit. And that, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I don't think you need to throw the whole thing out. And I see, yeah, that you don't need well. a lobotomy. Exactly. So stay the course, especially what, what you know is working, but that brings us to how do we know it's working, right? So everyone keeps stats, but a lot of the stats aren't really indicative of how well we're doing for us because they're dependent on the other team. Yep. So I got to make sure that I know how well my team is doing compared to my team. And so some of those stats might be how many times we spiked it over or yeah. how many times we got the block closed or, um, and that might even be a little bit other team dependent, right? But things that are more under our control, can we keep those things under, under our awareness so that we can improve upon them, right? So stay the course, but make sure that our course is something that we're aware of. We're trying to get better at, like last week we got... 25 spikes this week we're trying for 30 oh yeah something like that okay um next i i love this one and i i think this the terminology is is awesome frame now as the baseline so we're losing but we're here now and we can move up we can improve i think that this is this is a time perspective shifting basically right you're you're bringing them more into the present as opposed to dwelling on all those losses, right? That, right. Yeah. The, you know, what I, what I call kind of rubbing salt into the wounds, exactly. you know? So just kind of reminding them of every mistake, like, ah, don't do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, right. it's like, wait a minute, like don't rub salt into that error. It's okay. Let's move. What's going to happen next. Yeah, I and, love that. Yeah. Not even reminding them of, of the losing streak. 
right? Like, oh, we've lost eight. If we do this, well, you know, da, right. da. like, don't even mention it. Just play, you know. And um, when you play, just frame now as the baseline. Okay, we're hitting whatever two hundred right now. We'd like to get that to two twenty-five, whatever it is, right? Um, and then celebrate those improvements, right? Like a win. You may not get to where a win is the price, meaning like I'm, I'm trying my best and I may not be able to beat you guys, yeah. but. I can sure improve and play better, yep. you know, if I'm focused on the right stuff. So celebrate improvements, even if they are, I mean, if they're significant and they're, they're important to you, right? And uh, separate your results from the experience. It's tough to do. It's so tough Easy to, to do. say right now when we're sitting here, Davis. Uh, absolutely. And I'm saying this, I'm, I take losses hard and I mean, I'm an emotional dude, you know, and this one has been tough for me. Yeah, no. And hey, I'm, I'm in the same boat and I've learned to, uh, uh, you know, hold my frustrations uh, in check when I'm around the team and then go crazy with the assistant coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, the way I frame this, though, is have you ever had a very good team that it wasn't a great experience? I have. Where, yeah. where And so... Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you have yeah. too. So it's like, it's really not about how good you are. Yeah. Even though it feels like it in the moment right. a lot of times. So it's like, can you separate those out? Like, oh, we're having, a, everyone's getting along. We've had no injuries. Right. Well, but the, and I think the other thing is, is that idea of, hey, listen, this adversity is good for us. Yes, absolutely. This, we've, we're so together that this adversity really tests us. And the fact that we're remaining together is a real tribute to you absolutely because it's easy to stay together when we're kicking everybody's ass yeah if you're winning winning, <laughs> winning fixes everything right and then but if everything is going wrong and you stay together now that's something yep. special yep. right so that's a great point um individualize your feedback right we're losing we're losing but your one outside is doing amazing that is this that's a a huge one for me that i'm really trying with my coaching and to get out of this you know like you know, you guys just aren't doing this. Well, a couple of players are doing right. that. And individuals saying, hey, uh, our defensive effort here can improve. Right. So it's that can apply to everybody. Yep. Uh, and then the ones who maybe made some great and or and point out those models. Yep. Hey, look at Davis. He made it. He's a great model for us. We see him doing that. Does everybody copy that? Absolutely. Yeah. Using a positive frame of mind. For, for pointing out a player. Right. right. Even though, you know, Todd was over there, you know, <laughs> smoking a cigarette and letting a tip drop, you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I got a couple more here. So, so next is feed the future, right? So if you're on a losing skid, some of those players will be coming back next year, probably, right? And so next year might be a different year. You never know what's going to happen, right? Okay. So again, reframing, thinking of time, not now, but thinking forward in time um connect with those people that are into it right there's going to be people that are into it and also you'll have some people that may check out a little bit when it's a uh, when when they're losing some sort of quiet quitting um but but people that are into it they're going to like volleyball whether they're winning or losing and uh connect with those yep. people i like and, and then finally and this is so important and also so challenging enjoy the little things Enjoy the little things if you can enjoy the little things it doesn't matter whether you win or lose same same thing with life it's just it's a good way to be. 
Hey, you can catch them improving when you're losing and, you know, seeing those little improvements and getting excited about those. And, uh, yeah, I, I, great topic. I think it's, uh, uh, you leave out a lot of, uh, you know, what not to do. And it's good you leave out what not to do. Because I think we all know those things that, hey, <laughs> you don't want to jump on your kids. And uh, yeah. so that idea that I have that I'll, I'll throw in uh, sure. kind of one idea to, to kind of wrap that up. And that is coach as purveyor of hope. Oh, I think I've I said that this. before. I love this too. Though. Uh, and that's kind of my new one where, hey, Good things are around the corner. Who's going to make the big dig that's going to turn us around? Who's going to go on the serving streak for us? Yes. And so they leave with that rather than that past we're saying where we just made these mistakes or something right. to get behind. I love that. It's really so, cool. Right on. Great topic. I love it. Cool. So I what, love it. What is up with our videos? Our videos. We have, there's so many because we're talking about turning, you know, drill, you know, turning drills into games. I, I, okay. I put a couple of them. Uh, the first is Mark Rosen, uh, Michigan's coach, and he has one making your serve pass drills competitive. So okay. just a couple examples of how they do it at Michigan. Pretty simple stuff. The second one is, is a guy, I think you, you might've heard of a guy named Karch Karai. Karch? <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so he's a competitive guy, and he has – he was an outside hitter, so he has his outside hitter tournament. I like that. Nice way to work with your attackers rather than being in a hitting line. Right. Let's play an outside hitter tournament. Fun. And so fun. then uh, the third one is, is you know, we think about defense and, hey, how can we – you know, the, the reps on defense we always get. And Terry has – the title of his video is How Can Three Beat Six? So you have oh, yeah. these three players playing against six – and you want them defending like madmen or mad women. Uh, so kind of cool way to get that ramp up that defensive intensity because you go out against six and you get some points, you make a great dig, you celebrate that win when you have half the number of players on your side. That's cool. That's always fun. Oh, that's very So those cool. are the videos, you nice. know, we got some videos. Uh, those will be unlocked on the AOC website. On the AOC website and I, there are, Tons of others I had my choice of, uh, of sometimes I'm, you know, scratching to get ones that are, you know, but this time I had tons. Oh, yeah, yeah tons. It was great. And, and real quick, with the serving and passing, some people cannot pass when they're stressed, right? So to, to make it competitive it. is absolutely important to figuring out who can actually pass the game like. Yep. So I love it. And same thing goes with uh, performing at the end of the game. There's so many ways to, that you reasons you'd want to make it competitive. Yeah. So awesome. So. All right, so the resource. resource. What's the resource today? The resource of the week is a very important short book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Oh, Len, Len, Lencioni. Lencioni, yeah, yes. I remember that book. Yes, and um, it is a fantastic read. And basically all it does is point out the, fa the five, in this author's mind, major dysfunctions of a team. It's really, it goes with what the title is, but... When you start to hear what the five are, you can really start to see how these can be cancers on the team. And I'll just tell you yeah, the five. Give me, yeah, okay. yeah. So the first one is absence of trust. Okay. And this is built into a, a bit of a pyramid. So absence of trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have a foundation, really can't get towards the rest. Fear of conflict. Okay. So many organizations, they have conflicts, but they don't address them and they just fester. Lack of commitment where people are not pulling their weight, so to speak, yeah. right? And then it builds resentment. Avoidance of accountability, 
right? Where they're not willing to take, you know, responsibility for their actions. And then also in attention to results. So those are the five, but the way she presents it is as it's a fictional story of a new owner business, um, you know, she's going to run the business yep. and she comes in and this business has all these five dysfunctions and how she addresses it. And it's really, really neat to see how she addresses it because she's aware of these five dysfunctions before coming in yep. and how she just kind of knocks them all down. Yeah, really that is cool. Because cool it's that putting it in a narrative like that makes it so much more enjoyable to read. Absolutely. Yeah, so, versus talking about great it. one. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Really cool. So we had an awesome uh, episode once again. We talked about we had this, this, the first one was our skill. Our skill okay. making was a making drill into yeah, a game. Drill into game. Second one was if you happen to be losing or on a losing skid, you know some ways to approach that, right? And then we all obviously have videos unlocked for everyone who wants to go check them out on our yep. coaching website. And then our resource was the five dysfunctions of a team. And then coming up on December 3rd. Oh, yes. This is so cool. Don't forget, don't Davis. Forget. You got that on your calendar. Yes. December 3rd, we have the AOC JVA virtual clinic. So we have cool. some great coaches involved. I'll be doing a little Q&A at the end of every half-hour session. So awesome. And I'm getting fired up. And these, coach, these coaches, we got uh, one of the Shondell, one of the Shondell brothers and those guys, those guys. Oh man, they so good. They are good. They, all those guys that you're going to be interviewing out there is so good. I'm so jealous you're going to be out there, but I'm going to try to check it out. So well, yeah. it's going to be virtual. It's going to be easy access. Yep. So Anyone that get wants on to the AOC it. website, check it out. Sounds good. Right on, Todd. Well, once again, thanks a lot for coming on. Thank once you, again. Davis. Have a good one. Bye bye.